all of our lives. We worked to build cybersecurity, AI, and other software for enterprises, right? For governments, for banks, etc. Flip the paradigm, bring all that stuff, put it in the hands of consumer, and simplify, right? So, so, so my mom could use it. Welcome to the Safety Net Podcast by Arc Cyber. My name is Josh Lewis, and I am your host and producer. And with me is Sean Artizone, who is the CEO and founder of Arc Cyber. And he is the genius hacker brains and heart of the podcast. And in this episode, we have a very special guest. Before we actually introduce our guest, mm -hmm. would you kind of set up how this all came about? Yeah, yeah, this is this is pretty exciting, especially for me, because I've been a fan of this specific piece of technology since before the technology even had the name that it has today, the brand that it has today. And so I've been using um, it's kind of an obfuscation uh, platform. Right. And and what I, what it gave me the ability to do long time ago, early on in its original and this platform has evolved and has become so much more than what I originally used it for. And so I didn't like the fact that when I signed up for things, I had to give out an email address. And there was this little browser extension that you could go and install and it was called Blur. And what Blur gave you the ability to do was get create a, a masked password so that if you signed up for, you know, walmart.com or Target or whatever, any place that you went to sign up for something, they owned a, a handful of domains and you could just create basically a, a throwaway email address. So if in the event of a breach or a compromise of that, that particular vendor's platform, your email was, uh, you would only lose one email. It'd be that throwaway. And so then I discovered in kind of, a, a, you know, being in that uh, environment and understanding, like learning how to use these email addresses properly instead of just letting it just randomly generate characters for me, which, I mean, it, it does that fantastically. Um, I would actually assign it uh, my nickname and the, the, the place, the location that uh, I had used this email. So I didn't have to guess where this, this essentially throwaway email was compromised. And so I just kept using it, kept using it. I noticed they had a password management feature. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Well, uh, you know, I was a little uh, concerned, like, okay, I don't really know this, you know, company. Are they a bunch of hackers? Are they, you know, am I going to dump my <laughs> passwords in? Because at the time, you know, its visibility wasn't as as large as it is now. And so I was like, okay, I'll use it as a password manager. And then I started looking into it. I'm like, oh, oh, they have a one-way hash. Oh, so if I don't know my, if I don't know my backup codes, or I don't know my my password. I'm not I'm not getting in. I, I, everything's gone. Everything's wiped. And so and actually it, it happened to me one time where I forgot my master password and I didn't have my backup codes and I had to start my entire database <laughs> over again. So I was like, okay, this is actually valid. It, it, it works the way it's advertised. And so I had been a fan of that uh, that platform. And I, then I just started noticing more and more masked uh, credit card capabilities, masked uh, phone number capabilities, masked um, address capabilities, so many different things that the, the, the thing, you know, the platform was using. And I was like, I just would start telling people, well, then uh, Blur, beca uh, Blur DNT uh, was like, do not track. Um, and then, then one day I get this uh, neat email that says, you know, we're now... Um, Iron Vest. And I was like, Iron Vest, that's a cool name. Like, oh, cool. And then I started noticing yeah. the the whole branding and the whole uh, user experience just transformed. And I have this gorgeous dashboard and like I can see things differently. And I'm like, this is really cool. And then it went through another iteration. 
And so as, you know, Arc Cyber's mission came about, I had been telling people over and over, you got to go check out IronVest. They do, they do. And I would explain to them the, the email capabilities, the password capabilities, and all the other features that come with this platform. And then one day, you and I, we posted uh, on a LinkedIn message about password managers, about the, the Chrome browser extension hackability and why it's a terrible idea to start your passwords in browsers, period. And then we got a comment. We got a comment from, our, uh, from IronVest. And I was like, whoa, hey, this is like somebody <laughs> real from IronVest commented. And then uh, I threw an email, uh, a few a few emails. I got an actual email from from our guest. And it was like, hey, this is Keeper. And I, I, uh, I have, you know, if you have questions, if you have this, I don't, I'm a, I gave away his name and I was trying to do it real quietly, real, real <laughs> soft. But, um, but yeah, and it was just like, oh my gosh, like I'm actually talking to a person that, like knows and is at the top levels of this company. And I was just like blown away that they even cared about my opinion. And so we just had a dialogue back and forth about some features and some things that like, man, I would love to see this and love to see that. And I was just so uh, moved by the conversation. I was like, naturally we have to have him on the podcast. And so here right. we are today. I'd love to introduce our guest, uh, Kafir Yashayahu from Iron Vest. Thank you guys. No, it's 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 all my pleasure, right? And and uh, and Sean, I love the the conversation we we had quickly about your feedback and your comments. And, you know, very welcome. You should know that you know we have a fantastic support team at at Ironvest that reads hundred percent of the of the emails from from users, but from time to time. You know, I sample them, reach out to enthusiastic users with good feedback because, you know, we are all about learning and improving the platform and essentially all about you know, the users. So it's not unusual and I'm glad that you, that you appreciate it. Well, I would love to start uh, hearing about your journey and then getting into hearing more about IronVest for those who haven't heard of it. So... You have a long history in the tech and data world from uh, MIT, Israeli intelligence, Intel, you've worked at Microsoft, AWS, like they're on the right. It's like, wow, like you, you, you definitely have experience in multiple different realms and uh, what I'm take me back. What got you interested in technology? I mean, it's a great question. I mean, it does it does take me back a while. Yeah. I started at, yeah. at a very young age, right? Uh, interested in taking apart things and, and understanding how things worked. That was the initial yeah. kind of understanding. Kind of coupled with the you know love for for math, right? For, mm. for kind of organized, highly logical problem solving. That was that was kind of my thing, and you know I started at a very very early age. Uh, at eighteen, I was already in the intelligence technological unit doing, doing some cool stuff, and, and you know over time, what really kind of kept me going in in technology is that you know you start from just caring about like. Wanting to know how things work and, and liking math and computers and all that, and, and over time, you understand the impact also of technology, 
how can the mm. intelligence forces I could, you know, make a real impact for for mm. good, right? And then after that, in companies like Microsoft, part of the team building Windows 8, if you, I don't know if it's wow, that's doing great. good to humanity, building <laughs> Windows 8 or not, but sure, uh, that's right. debatable, but that's for a different episode, probably. Uh, so anyway, you, you kind of understand that, you know, technology has real power to make impact. Yeah. People care about it. It helps me, yeah. right? It, it can it can do things in the world, and, and that's kind of that kind of get me into... Uh, deeper into the, the product side, uh, you know, over the fence to the, to the business and commercial side. Uh, entrepreneurship was, was very exciting and kind of, you know, get the, get the blood flowing and, and the interest uh, picked, etc. So I went back and forth between uh, small companies and entrepreneurship adventures all the way to, uh, to companies like Amazon. I was with uh, AWS, at the, the peak of the of the cloud, right? Before okay. everyone talked about AI and Web3, right? The cloud was the the yeah. thing. So, you know, it was being there was like being in the heart of uh, of the happening in the technology mm-hmm. world. And obviously MIT was like amazing experience uh, learning from, from professors that I literally knew from you know from acronyms in technology. Like RSA, oh, wow. right? Yeah. So you, now R is your professor. Mm. Wow! <laughs> so that was that was you know all all very empowering experiences that kind of brought me into this this place where you know I can understand technology, I can yeah. continue be a builder, right? Yeah. But also kind of work on on the distribution of the technology and. Uh, Kind of closer to the user, closer to the value and the impact, and, and this is really where I, where I really like to be. So that's awesome. Glad that this is where it took me. You said something, and it was about you know people uh, loving and using technology. And the whole point of our Arc Cyber podcast is we're not we're not anti technology. We want people to be able to use it, and we want them to be able to use it safely and responsibly, and to not you know right. be overwhelmed by all the dangers. And the just the bad, the criminals and the things that are out there on the internet lurking and waiting to just rob people of the joy that technology can present. And so, you know, for you to say that as as part of your just focused and, you know, trajectory is just is incredible. It's kind of, you know, a like mindedness that we all share. We want people to embrace technology and to use it and to have a great experience with it, not to have to deal with the scammers and the criminals and the, you know, just the the the, the dark side of the, you know, the web connected world. So yeah, and and I do love how uh, one of the things you recognized and sounds like still love is the impact for good. Like that, that's something. Impact was a word you kept yeah. using. And when there's more people that are trying to make a positive impact with technology online, all those different things, I think it, it's just going to make everybody's uh, experience safer and more enjoyable for sure. Can I ask um, a question before? And this sorry, one, this yeah. one, this one didn't appear on the list. But as we were talking, it just made me think. I'm looking at the resume here: MIT, Intel, uh, Israeli intelligence, Microsoft, AWS. What's the coolest thing you either helped create or invent? And if you say Windows 8, if you can we're, talk we're about it. <laughs> uh, that so, you can talk. So, that you can tell us. That you can admit. tell us about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was going to say. 
yeah. cool things yeah. uh, you know better stay in the silent but but yeah. uh look there's 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 a lot of those mm. right the, w- yeah. when you go to a to a big company when you're in the yeah. out of aws or, or microsoft or intel you you're mostly you know excited about the distribution right how many people it touches, yeah. right i, I mm. built a couple of help i didn't build myself but i helped you know what yeah. i could to build a couple of products in, in aws and those you know literally you know thousands and tens of thousands of builders using them mm. developers using them to build yeah. services and products that spend millions and sometimes billions right we had the customer that you could imagine so the the sheer size and and you know, distribution and impact, as you said, John, is is, is exciting, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I feel that the, the, the one thing I touched is uh, is touching so many people across the globe. But in terms of getting excited about building something my, myself, then I would, you know, the, on, on the entrepreneurial uh, adventures, this is where I got more satisfaction mm. in, in mm. building something that is, that is yours. Yeah. That you can, part of um, specifically you know i was before i invest i worked uh, with a company called veriton out of southern california managed the whole you know product aspect of the company it wasn't a small company right it was nasdaq uh, listed public company so so already pretty much out there in the market mm-hmm. pure play artificial intelligence mm-hmm. We built products for public safety. So we took, uh, we built products for multiple segments like media entertainment, etc. But what really got me, got me excited is products that we built, my team, my team built and uh, public safety groups use them ethically, wow. reliably uh, for the good yeah. of the community. And we mm. used to get, you know, feedback from real people Real, you know, public safety yeah. officers in the field saying, look, we just caught, you know, yeah. someone who's outing the community, yeah. right? Wow. And they gave us examples and they came back to us with feedback. And that was very satisfying building nice. a product like that from the ground up, employing you know, the latest and greatest technology and do things that you know they couldn't imagine possible until we kind of walk together to bring this to, to fruition. Like, I like the way you said that. Wow. People who are hurting the community, your technology helped yeah. put an end to that. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. That's awesome. That's really cool. Up. So Sean has been more aware of the uh, history of IronVest. So I've only really been exposed to it since it's been IronVest. Can you take us back and why did you guys, what was the kind of thing that made you guys say, we want to start something different, something new? Yeah. And what was the thing that you actually started with from the beginning? Because it sounds like it's been through some iterations. Yeah. So, so, Ionvest is is about something that Sean mentioned before. Right. It's about using the good of technology or the good side of technology by ordinary people, right? Not by yeah. cyber experts only or developers, etc. But for everyone, using technology fearlessly and seamlessly, right? Mm. Without uh, getting hurt by 
the abilities or the capabilities that technology gives bad people, which is called yeah. bad people. There's all sorts of bad yep. people, yeah. right? Fraudsters, scammers, yep. uh, hackers, etc. Right. So with the distribution of different technologies, all the way from you know computers and internet and mobile and and you know connectivity everywhere and then AI, right? Uh, yeah. That gives tremendous value to everyone, but it also gives tremendous power in the hands of, of bad people, right? Yeah. We felt, as I mentioned before, we are kind of group of uh, co-founders who we have a, a long history. We worked together on, on many cool things in the past. I know Avi from, you know, I was 18 when we met at the intelligence wow. forces. Okay. Um, we worked on, on many cool things and, and each one of us had, you know, exciting journey and technology and business until that point. And we came to the, to the realization that there is no one service that makes its mission to fully protect and wrap around consumers, ordinary people, when they, you know, mm-hmm. when they roam the, the yeah. digital world, right? Yeah. So kind of your digital well-being, your mm. new, new digital way of life, right, is not protected by one, uh, by one company who's, that's, that's life mission. Now, having said that, there's a lot of good, companies and good people who are working on, you know, anything from, you know, password managers to, you know, home safety um, yep. devices to security all around, all around the, you know, the spectrum. But we in iOnvest wanted to employ the latest and greatest technologies, which I will tell you in a second, you know, what we bring to the table in terms of, of, uh, of the technological advantage. We wanted to employ all that, employ our expertise, which is mostly in the fraud uh, prevention world, okay. the cybersecurity and artificial intelligence. This is kind of the three pillars that we bring to the to the game. We wanted to take that and build, you know, a fully fledged. We didn't even know how to call it exactly in terms of like you know what segment is it, right? It's not a password manager. It's not maybe a digital life protection, but there wasn't really a segment. So, you know, we went out and this is just a story, you know, between us, we went out and raised money with, with investors. And, you know, you have to call yourself if you put yourself yeah. in, a, in a bucket. So what's the bucket, right? We wanted to yeah. basically invent this, this, uh, this, you know, antiviruses did it before, but that was the 90s, right? Now it's not right. protecting a device from a, from a model. It's about protecting everything you do online. Yeah. Phishing, fraud, scams in SMS, in emails, social media, right? Your online accounts, your your funds and and uh, you know financial assets are all online, right? Your identity mm-hmm. is online, so everything. Your family, right? Your, your kids are online. Yep. Maybe your your older parents. Are, yeah. You want to be able to to roam free in the digital mm. world, like walking in a safe neighborhood, right? It's mm. not a safe neighborhood today out there. Right. You can maybe hire a few bodyguards to, to walk next to you, right? In a, <laughs> in a bad neighborhood, but we wanted to make it, make it easy to walk in the neighborhood. So mm. 
that was kind of the genesis of, of Iondust. I will say, uh, as a side note, Avi, my, uh, my partner and uh, co-founder, he founded a company called Biocatch. Uh, okay. Biocatch is a world leader in, in behavioral biometrics, basically uh, you know, protecting, I would say, almost any bank you can name in terms of wow. uh, uh, being deployed in the, in the online services and able to catch fraudsters mm. uh, trying to kind of hack accounts and uh, commit scams and fraud, right? He founded this company and now it's a, it's a unicorn plus and it's a, it's a big company, very well, well established. And, and this is a, this is a story, right? That the person who founded this company, one day there was some, some article somewhere and the same day that the article was, uh, was published, boom, seems what, right? Avi was seems oh. what, access yeah. to his, to his bank account, someone knew that that was activity in the bank account uh, without getting too much yeah. details. And, you know, same day, oh, right? Cool. Oh. Luckily, uh, you know, he's also Israeli living in the US, so he had some, some cross, you know, geography, so he could save some of the, some of the accounts because he had more than one phone number. But long story short, you know, no one's protected. Right? There are so many different scams and hacks that, that people could do. And then that was part of the, of the kind of trigger to say, we want to go after mm. that. By going after that, when we started, we don't really know. Okay, so password manager for sure is one thing, right? But what's next? So we, we went and one of the first things that we built in, in Ionvest is a totally new service that can virtualize your phone number receive SMS codes into a virtual phone number and then only reveal them after you're biometrically authenticated yeah. by us, right? And the result is that someone SIM swapped your, uh, your phone number. Guess what? They have no access. They can't do anything, right? They can't wow. empty your bank account. So we went out and we had this idea. We wrote a patent and we built it, right? But that became, you know, one out of 20 features in the, uh, in the portal. And the idea was really to expand to more and more and more services that holistically protect mm. you online, right? Mm. Um, I'll talk about it more in the, you know, as we go, if you guys want, but there are more yeah. services that we're planning to add around phishing mm. and anything around cryptocurrency and around financial asset protection and you know we're not there yet in terms of protecting everything you do online but this is this is where we're going right this wow. is where this is our vision and mission uh, yeah so for people who aren't familiar with a sim swap attack essentially what what has to happen is someone has to to be a part of an organization that has the ability to to clone a sim that you that you are an owner of and so whether it's through financial or extortion uh, or whatever your clone your sim is then cloned and then they put that sim into a device 
And every text message that you receive, they receive. Every phone call that uh, you receive, they receive. Everything that is done through the SIM, you the adversary now has a clone of your device. And so if you're using your, your phone as your multi-factor authentication where you receive your PIN, that they're getting the same PIN. So all you, they have to do is wait for that, uh, make the uh, login attempt. Uh, they have already compromised your password somehow. Um, if you've if you've saved it somewhere in a in a, a weaker password manager or you've just saved you know whatever somehow they've compromised that and now they're using the multi-factor authentication piece they've got the the code just at the same time you got the code and if you ever noticed you get a code and you didn't you're not trying to log into something you could be actually a victim of a sim swap and not even not even realize it and so that is it's a it's a huge risk and so actually uh Kiefer, what you're saying is you're you're basically now directly competing with the the off device type of authentication tokens like a YubiKey and things like that so the YubiKey, uh you know those are those are just uh, multi-factor authentication token uh capable devices that you would carry with you they use nfc but this this is a simplified thing it's not one more thing to keep track of and i think i showed it on one of the last episodes i have it here somewhere i have a YubiKey, but the problem with that i'm running into is where do i where do i hang on to it how do i keep it attached to my person because if i'm walking around you know i don't want to lose it because now i have to have a backup key and you know their recommendation is you know you have your primary your backup and a tertiary key that maybe you leave in a safe this kind of really eliminates the need for that because you're using uh, an app that you're that you're biometrically authenticated to and you get the code but you don't get to see the code until you've proven biometrically who you are that's a big deal and it reduces kind of you know the the, the need now i'm not saying don't get a uv key because they're they're pretty cool but what i am saying is this just is another incredible layer that maybe you don't have to pull something out like that. This yep. simplifies and, and and taking the friction out of the user experience and making the ability, making their ability to just have and enjoy technology. This sounds like this simplifies that exponentially. That's exactly, amazing. and and you know, as as a consumer, you you might be using dozens or even hundreds of of different accounts yeah. and services without even keeping track and knowing about them. Some of them support different authentication mm -hmm. mechanisms. Some of them support different recovery right. mechanisms, which are uh, which are oftentimes what you know the the attack vectors that fraudster use and like yeah. the most, right? Yeah. Forgot my password. I don't yeah. have a password. I forgot my right. password. Now I'm getting an SMS that you know just just put in the code and we'll send you a new password or, yep. or something. Right, so yeah. there are so many of those, and what we are trying to do, and it's not an easy, easy task, is, is to kind of cover all the bases, mm. right? So there are mm. um, authenticators and you know OTP codes and passwords, and passwordless, right? And there's also social engineering and and uh, and yep. uh, phishing attacks, right? So <clears throat> we are coming out with a better of a phishing. Uh, uh, email phishing products. Soon, what about chat right? phishing? What do they call? Wow. What, what is chat phishing? Is that you know where somebody uh, DMs you, <laughs> drops into your DM, and and crafts a very realistic looking you know, uh, hey, this is the admin of this platform. Uh, your account's going to get suspended for policy yep. violations. What what's a is there a term for that? I don't even know if there is a term for that. Is that still phishing? There is SMS yeah. phishing. I think it's called. Uh, yeah, but right phishing. into your right into your DMs yeah, if it's Instagram or Snap. We we should invent the term right now on the show because I don't think <laughs> one exists. They they drop into your <laughs> demishing. 
Yeah. Dish, dishing, Dimish. dishing. Dishing. They're dishing out the bad. Dishing. There you go. It's dishing. <laughs> so when they slide into your DMs and they they are trying to give you a a realistic looking, oh, I'm an agent for Instagram or I'm an agent for. Fa I actually just wrote a Facebook, uh, an Instagram post yeah. on this a couple nights ago. Literally, if you go to one of the major platforms websites, and I don't, I won't name their name on the show, but if you go to the their LinkedIn page and you see all the posts that they're making. Literally underneath every single post is a comment. Please help. My account got hacked. My account got taken over because I fell for a chat um, uh, person that told me my account was going to get suspended. Mm -hmm. And these are like influencers. These are people with millions of followers whose accounts are yeah. now taken over. So I don't know that, I don't know that dishing, is that, is that, I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to fi figure it out. <laughs> Demission. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> diminishing. That would that would work. Diminishing, yeah, and it, exactly. yeah. Diminish, anyway. Diminishing security. That's yeah, great. yeah. So. Yeah. So, well, okay. So, initially, I and my first thought, especially since we were talking about password mm -hmm. managers on a previous episode, I had thought that IronVest was only. A password manager and that's obviously not the case can you talk about like yeah just like what what currently what is iron vest um what what are the yeah. the services you use today so today um today the services that that exist you know for, for consumers uh a password manager since you guys yeah. mentioned it right uh, we took the traditional password manager, we added, as Sean mentioned, uh, we, we had selected or elected to, to go with the highest level of, of security and one-time hashing and, and, you know, the latest and greatest uh, cryptography. We really believe that, you know, uh, I would say it as a side note that password managers uh, are moving towards becoming a security tool now, but most of them, and essentially they started as a convenience tool, right? So the, there's some kind of false uh, <clears throat> kind of false understanding that, that password managers are all about security, but at the end of the day, if your password manager is not secure, if you selected a, a, you know, a non-secure one, now you put everything in the vault that's not locked, and mm. that's not great, right? Yeah. So, but that's, you know, that's a side note. So, so we have a password manager. We took our... Uh, biometric, this, we have a decentralized biometric uh, fraud prevention infrastructure. We took that and applied that to the password manager. So across devices, you can protect passwords and accounts using your biometrics. So even wow. when you know someone has access to your device, or even even if someone got you know the, the, the password to your password manager, even then for the uh, key accounts for the accounts that you care about the most, they can't mm -hmm. see them, they can't copy them, they can't autofill them because they need to go through a quick uh, biometric check if you select to protect those accounts. So we took the password manager and we tried to bring something new to the table in terms of user experience and the, uh, and the security. We have this two-factor authentication protection that I mentioned. We have uh, a virtual phone number that you okay, can use right. uh, to avoid, you know, uh, spam and to work internationally, etc. Uh, we have the masked or virtual uh, 
emails that you can use, right? And we really promote that. And I think I mentioned it to Sean at some point. We really promote using different email or unique email addresses when, yeah. when you can, right? Because mm-hmm. there's some kind of false uh, thinking that only passwords are something that are yeah. secrets and hackers would, would want to get their hands on. But that's not the reality, right? Uh, any personal identifying information is is gold for scammers and hackers, right? They have your email, yeah. now they can do a phishing attack. Now they can you know, mimic your email to your parent and uh, fool your parent to give something up, right? So yeah. limit the exposure of, of your uh, identity to to only when you need it, right? So we have a very easy to use uh, masked email, masked identity uh, service that's, that's ready to go, ready to use. Uh, on the same lines, we also have a, a payment service, a virtual credit card, yeah. debit card, say. Um, service that in a very easy way you can check out online in any website with privacy and security, right? It's mm-hmm. again protected using your biometrics and no one can steal your funds and, uh, uh, and your identity is uh, remain private, right? Now it's not used for buying shady <laughs> stuff, right? It's, it's used yeah. and we block that actually. shady things. It's used to really protect your your financials, your payment, and and, uh, and your details online. So if someone get their hands on 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 a database from some merchant or some other place, they they can't do anything to you. They don't. Mm-hmm. They can't associate it with you. It's a, so I give a little um, bit more uh, detail have, on that just for the, the viewers here. So it, but you basically what you're doing mm-hmm. is, and I've used this service myself. So and I, and I absolutely you know uh, stand behind it. Uh, basically, you take. Uh, what your connected account, your connected bank account, credit card, whatever, and you're basically pre-filling a prepaid uh, uh, card. And so you load that prepaid card with the amount that you want for that single transaction and that card becomes a, a single use. So you you use that uh, filled card during the transaction and once that amount you intended to spend is gone, that card becomes useless. You can refill it, I think, um, but that card itself is essentially a single use card. So that's the technology behind it. And then the email platform that he mentioned, it's so intuitive. It even offers you a prompt if you try to use one of their emails and it says, hey, did their, did their site reject it? And you can say, yeah, they rejected my email. Uh, so then it gives them feedback to maybe work with that vendor to allow like, hey, this is a security thing. This isn't like a hacker scammer thing. We're using this as a, mm-hmm. as a way to protect your customers. So don't dunk our domains. Uh, let our domains be part of your your accepted emails. So yeah. Anyway, sorry about that. Point of clarification for them. And 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 we, by the way, we this is exactly right. We do a lot of work with the yeah. with the ecosystem, both on the mm-hmm. email and phone side, to make sure those you know credentials accepted yeah. everywhere, right? Wow. Uh, and are not you know falsely rejected because they are. Yeah, used for for good, and and I think we have good good results in the in working with the ecosystem. We understand it, and it's working well. Um, in terms of the the other things that are that are coming in in limited beta right now, uh, is the yeah. fish email phishing um, okay. service that is uh, already tested, ready to go, and we're opening up to to the to the community. Um, 
uh, cryptocurrency wallet protection okay. uh, that, you know, for people who do want to uh, invest or hold uh, cryptocurrencies, sometimes, you know, the level of security is not as uh, as high as we try to promote in our invest. So we use our biometric protection infrastructure to, to protect the wallet. And, uh, and the last uh, feature that is coming in the next, you know, next few few weeks is kind of we call it a, a key financial account protection where you can bring together into one dashboard all of your financial accounts and both see all the transaction protect all the accounts have a good kind of dashboard of uh, how your key accounts are protected from all access points right the, mm-hmm. both the password the biometric the two-factor authentication etc etc all in one place and uh, going forward in the future we can also uh, do transaction monitoring and catch anything uh, bad happening during the act mm. but that's not coming in any time that's that's in the walks that's right interesting now, that that's you. almost uh, so there's a there's Got a it. technology platform cubes um i don't know if it's uh, I, I think it's still in development. And basically what they did was they, they took a bunch of virtual machines and inside of each virtual machine, they designated, you know, this VM is for this activity. This VM is for this activity. And for what you're describing, it sounds like um, that would be really amazing because in the pay card industry, if you if you accept or receive credit cards, you process credit cards, things like that, you have to have a completely isolated terminal and that terminal is essentially then whitelisted at the financial institution institution, and that IP address is only allowed to conduct uh, business and traffic. And so if you if you uh, have this technology, this would be huge because then I would get my parents to put their trusted financial activity into this uh, system because then that IP then is whitelisted to the bank and in the banking systems, most of them. Uh, I know for sure Chase has it, but you can say only accept transactions from this source IP. And so if, you know, if we know the, the source IP is good, all the, the login credentials and things like that, that's massive. That's a huge deal because now you just cannot access it from anywhere yeah. and people can't get ripped off anymore. That's fantastic. Yeah, I agree with you, Sean. Let, let me uh, call and raise, right? We, we have... Uh, yeah. Without getting too deep into the technology right now, because you know, if you guys don't stop me, that's what's going to happen. Uh, we we have a patented technology called Authentic Action that we worked a long time uh, on, and, and is actually being you know sold and distributed to banks, unrelated wow. to the uh, to the consumer product. And that technology is is doing what you said, ah. but not at the IP level, but at the action level done, like coupled oh, with the user's biometric. So without going into the technology, imagine that you can couple an action yeah. done in the in the bank or any online service, but let's say it's a bank, with the actual action done on the device, yep. all the signals in oh, the device. Oh, pattern of life, pattern of life stuff. Presence yeah. of Interesting. the person, yeah. out of the guy, mm-hmm. and then you did it, Yeah, good to go. No go. You didn't do it, Yeah. That's Look, incredible. Right? So no go. Wow. That is what's what's kinda of coming. Right now it's used by banks and part of you know part of the Ironvest mission, as I mentioned before, is to take the the experiences and the technologies that right now are only available to 
government, financial institutions, enterprises, yeah. infrastructure, government, and bring it mm. to you, right? Bring it to the consumers, kind of flip the paradigm. Yeah. Everyone, even us, all of our lives, we worked to build cybersecurity, AI, and other software for mm. enterprises, right? For governments, mm. for, for, uh, That's for banks, etc. Flip the paradigm, bring all that stuff, put it in the hands yes. of consumers. And simplify, mm. right? Yeah. So, so, yes. so my mom could use it. So, my- That's so the, key. The, the technology, and when you mentioned it, I, I was like, oh, yeah, straight it. up pattern of life technology. I have a friend who uh, I actually met in one of um, uh, my career paths. Uh, we ended up kind of presenting to academia and uh, government leadership and industry. And when I met him, he has a wearable, like a Samsung watch. And essentially he puts his technology on this watch. And now this is deployed kind of in the special operations community. Um, but they have a way with 99.59 accuracy to verify the person who's moving across the battlefield, wearing this piece of technology is who they say they are. And you can put them in a huddle of a hundred people and with 99.59 accuracy, identify who that is. So I was very interested in pattern of life capabilities for authentication backends to remove the friction. Because if you can, can say with a, almost a hundred percent certainty, I am who I say I am just using my, my gait, my uh, walk speed, all the variations, my heart rate, because, you know, smartwatches all have heart rate monitors and all those different types of things to remove the friction mm-hmm. from my login experience, but yet still with high, high certainty, authenticate me and then just give me another, you know, second or third authentication mechanism just to, you know, not only just put all your eggs in the one basket, but give yourself, you know, okay, it is you based on pattern of life. Now put in your, your, you know, um, SIM swap pin that you've authenticated with as well. You've, you've changed the game and it really crippled the scammers and the hackers and the people from being able to just do anything. That's huge. That's massive. So love that. Look, look forward to that. Yeah. 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 Excellent. I hope I didn't give away stuff, but that's just, that's yeah, yeah. Awesome. anyway. So, so okay. <laughs> I nerd out on that stuff. I love that stuff. That's awesome. I, I, I'm going to ask a, uh, slightly more, um, <laughs> civilian question here. Um, so, you know, you, you keep talking about how iron vest is, uh, th- this biometric, uh, piece is pretty key to the security, right? Just in case, because I know they're like our mm-hmm. listeners aren't techie, not necessarily techie, right? So, yeah. can you just explain why biometric is such a big, like what it is and why it's a big deal? Right. So, really, uh, it's, a, it's a great question. And um, I think the answer is biometrics is something that is, is extremely hard. Nothing is impossible, but extremely sure. hard to, to steal from you mm. or mm. to fish from you, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's very secure in terms of identifying you uh, completely using the right? Today, we know biometrics from Face ID and different you know, applications yeah. and others, but the way we approached it in, in our invest is to really bring it in a, in a seamless way into your ongoing interaction with mm. the digital world, right? With the internet. <clears throat> and, and help you stay secure 
without compromising convenience, without compromising, mm-hmm. you know, uh, usability, and in some cases actually make it mm. make it more seamless, more and, and reduce the friction, right? Because yeah. imagine in some cases you might want a second factor. Right? The second factor mm-hmm. is an SMS or a YubiKey, yep. whatever. What if you could just continue doing what you're doing? We will look at you for a second, identify your biometric mm. and, uh, and, and let you go. Now, look, in our language, we say things like, look at you, right? No yeah. one's looking right. at you, right? We don't right. really have a different way to describe it, but yeah. that's what I think Big gets brother. people very, yeah. very concerned. Sure. And, and uh-huh. Exactly, but, but no one's looking at yeah. you. Right. Certainly, I invest, uh, you know, we, are, we call ourselves a security and privacy company. Right, security and privacy super app. So yeah. we're all about privacy. So be, being so privacy conscious, we spend a lot of, of time and effort in making sure that the fact that you use biometric don't compromise mm. your security and privacy in different ways. Yeah. Right? We don't mm. want to create new problems for you. You want to solve yeah. your existing problems. So you know your biometric. Mm. Uh, templates are, are not saved, they're distributed, not saved mm-hmm. in one place, no one can see them, no one can hack them, no one can use them. And, and certainly no one is, no, no human person. Can, is I, can I give an analogy for this? Right. So a lot of people ha- uh, bought into, I got to get a VPN for privacy. I have to get a VPN for privacy. And the VPN market uh, marketing people did a fantastic job at convincing people that VPNs are absolutely private. And, and for the most part, they're, they're right. But what happens is your computer connects to the VPN uh, concentrator, right? You, you connect that. And then all the traffic that goes through the other side of the VPN, that is on their, their stuff, right? And so they are giving you the ability. But, but when you connect, the VPN service provider knows who you are and knows all of the packets that are passing in between. And so if you connect to a rogue VPN server, you're, you're, you can be sure that your stuff is, is being like uh, collected. And so all of the trust that people have put into VPNs, and there are good VPN providers out there, there's still a level of trust. This next level, this next level of biometric authentication and validation, it's simply understanding the privacy intent is, is the way that uh, VPNs um, kind of marketed it. It, it is really, it is really private. It is really secure, and it is really to mm-hmm. help pr- protect your privacy. You trusted VPNs start to understand that this type of technology is not about capturing your personal biometric and life footprint. Now, there may be some adversarial, you know, agencies that eventually <laughs> will be doing that, but this isn't one of them. So, yeah, I just want to make that point. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And one of the one of the kind of principles should be that you know ironvest is not you know, is not adversary obviously and right. it's all about you know helping you but but like any other company what happens yeah. if right what happens if someone compromise ironvest god forbid not gonna happen yeah. but you know uh so we you know we like others in the in the community employ something that uh it's called go. zero yeah. knowledge right zero knowledge uh, Oof, and zero knowledge security, etc. So, uh, you know, even us can't access most of of the information. Some some information like yeah. your name and the you signed up. Sure. Yes. 
all of your private information that's saved in your vault when us can't you know access which means that wow. anyone rogue in iron vest if some you know he decides to do something or you know someone yeah. compromise iron vest etc you're still protected right wow. so the, the zero knowledge concept is is very important and is one of the principles that we develop no backdoor keys to get in services what i'd love to do is talk a little bit about just misconceptions or mindset shifts like so you know we're talking about uh protecting yourself i i love the analogy you used earlier about walking through a safe neighborhood right and mm. not not just hiring the bodyguards but like actually trying to make the neighborhood you're walking in safe i feel like it's not enough to just sign up for iron vest right you have to there there's almost like this uh i would imagine there are things that people need to do uh habits they need to form mindsets they have to have what are some of the things that you wish people in general would just start doing or thinking in terms of uh, these kinds of things? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. So, uh, you know, I'll try to give some kind of some points that are you know, hopefully not, uh, not trivial, right? Uh, yeah. So one, one thing that, that I feel is, is a slight misconception, and I alluded to that before, the conversation is every bit of personal information is something that you want to be cautious about. Mm. Not coming from a place of you know being scared online mm. or, or you know being afraid all the time, but from from a position of I only share what I need, you know, what I need to share, right? Need to know basis. The reason is every personal information. It can be used in social engineering attacks and can be used in, in various mm. manipulations that eventually lead to, you know, compromising your, your safety online, right? Yeah. Hackers and scammers or fraudsters are, you know, unfortunately, yeah. very sophisticated, right? So in our mind, you know, they want my password. That's, that's not true, right? They want anything. Yeah. Right, they want mm. if they know you know my name and my role in Ironverse, they can they can send a phishing email to one of my employees, right? And they would think it's for me, and they would react and maybe compromise secrets, etc. And this is just one example. So, mm. one advice or one kind of paradigm shift is or mindset shift is is uh, protect your personal information whenever you can. Right. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid. Share it when you need it. Share it with trust, trusted parties. Like, one, one, one other thing I would say is we use a lot of different services. Right. We have mm hundreds -hmm. of passwords, and we have so many different accounts across different you know types of uh, of things that we do and need in life. They're not all created equal in terms of how you need to think about protecting them. Right. Sometimes people say, you know, I'm, I'm going to put all my passwords in the password manager. I have 200 of them and they're all the same. But that's, that's not true, right? Mm. Um, your bank account uh, credentials or your social media, like you mentioned before, Sean, credentials are probably more important mm -hmm. than, you know, yeah. your, your Netflix uh, password, yeah. whatever Netflix is. 
is coming down on people right now. Yeah. Yes, but that's a, that's <laughs> right. a different story. But, but <laughs> think about your, your digital life mm. in layers, right? Yeah. Pick the one, mm. pick the accounts that you care about. Start with the big five, right? Big 10, right? And protect them with layers, right? Mm. Add two-factor just for them. Make sure that you have the right, you know, authentication mechanisms, that you have unique identities, that you protect everything you can, that you monitor them, right? Whether you use Ironvest or not for these accounts, make sure that you, you know which accounts you care about. We call them in the product and you know, internally key accounts, right? Pick your key mm -hmm. accounts. You can't make all your 200 accounts, yeah. your key accounts, and right. work full-time and protecting them. Right? right. So pick the ones that you care about the most, and make sure that you that you put them behind layers of security, and the others yeah. take more risk. And, and maybe maybe a last piece, uh, you know, because there's there's a lot of different devices, but maybe yeah. a last piece, and this is where I'll I'll give you guys a shout out is uh, is awareness, right? Mm -hmm. Get get yourself aware, right, mm. of of the risks out there. Uh, you know, podcasts like like you guys are, are doing are, mm. are great, right? Get yourself interested. Don't leave those things to the to the techies, right? Mm. You make sure to protect yourself in the physical world. Do the same in the digital world because it has real implications on, on your life. Uh, so so make sure you are aware. Make sure you understand. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. understand the depth of the technology. You really don't need to be. Uh, to make yourself educated in the space enough to to uh, to protect yourself and, and your loved ones online, right? Don't stay away from it. Don't be afraid from it. Find the podcasts or the the different channels that that speak to you at your level, and, and uh, make sure that you that you follow them and that you understand what Great are advice. the kind of risks. Hmm. That's so helpful, and I, I feel like those three things are just so uh, easy for yeah. anyone to do. So I so appreciate um, how, how you phrase those. Um, th yeah, that, that's super great. Um, all right. If so, I'm going to wrap us up here. Thank you so much, um, really, for sharing with us about Iron Vest, but also just I, f I feel like I'm like I want to sign up for Iron Vest now, and I, like I I've honestly ever ever since our last episode, um, I've been like, oh man, my key accounts. There's a couple that I need to secure more. I I literally just had uh, my mother-in-law was visiting, and I was just talking with her um, after our last episode about some of the these different things, and just knowing that like mm. their stuff is maybe not as secure as I would probably like either. And just knowing like how easy and simple iron vest is. Um, I'm like, ah, oh, I should probably see if I can get them on this as well. So I, I really appreciate it. And you guys, you yeah. can get started for free. I'm looking at the website right now. There's this, uh, iron vest essential get started for free. Um, so yeah, go to ironvest.com. We'll have the links in the show notes. Thank you guys very very much sean and, and john and josh and we we are you know we're trying to to live up to this to this mission and vision we are always yeah. happy 
to hear from you know from our users from new users to to listen to feedback and, and you know uh, to improve the product and the service so that eventually we you know live up to this to this uh, to this vision of a safe seamless fearless internet uh, digital life mm. it was uh, it was a pleasure speaking to you yeah thank you so much for for having me uh, absolutely keep up the good work thank you i'd love to get john hammond's endorsement on iron vest john check check them out <laughs> i know you did it for the other password <laughs> management company but check out iron vest and i would love to hear what your thoughts are all right well th yeah thank you again this is this has been eye-opening for me i think it will be super helpful for a lot of people if you have been listening this far thank you so much for listening and if you would please make sure you like and subscribe and and do all the things and make sure you check out iron vest again the links are in the show notes and th this is a great way to just do something <laughs> <laughs>